And then it all made sense to me why my parents would say those things because that is the culture that they grew up with. That is the knowledge that they were passed down from their older, you know, from their elders or from other people within that culture. This is the Hello 20s podcast. My name is Yan and I'm your host. I'm an online content creator trying to navigate life while in my 20s and sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there. Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way, and I'm so glad you guys are tuning in on today's podcast. Hello friends, welcome to this week's episode of Hello 20s. May is Asian American Pacific Islander Month, and I want to take this time to talk about my background as a Chinese American and some thoughts that I've had recently. But first, a little background. So this time of the year is to recognize the contributions and influence of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in the U.S., their history, their culture, and achievements that they've made in the United States. The reason why May is dedicated to the celebration is because on May 7th, 1843, the first Japanese immigrant arrived in the United States. And then more than two decades later, on May 10th, 1869, the trans Continental Railroad, the first transcontinental railroad, was completed by Chinese immigrant labor. So this time of the year, it gives the Asian American community the chance to learn and share about their cultures with others. If anything, I see that it's the younger generation who are trying to keep their roots alive and give space for the elders to share their stories and their culture to the younger generation and pass down any of what they know to the next generation. And I love seeing this growth and increasing interest within my generation and the generation after of wanting to preserve our culture and identity of being Asian in the United States and embracing it more than before. In episode 96, I talked about the experience of growing up as an immigrant child. But from that episode, you guys know that I am Chinese (laughs) and my family immigrated from China. And so growing up in a Chinese household, there were traditions and beliefs that my parents brought over with them. And I feel like when you are a minority child growing up with immigrant parents, Sometimes they do things that are within their culture, but because you're not surrounded by a lot of people who share that culture, you kind of grow up thinking your parents are weird or just disregarding their knowledge because you're not familiar with that culture and you didn't grow up with it and you don't have a strong community around you that share that same knowledge and culture and belief. For example, if I had a sore throat or I wasn't feeling well, my parents would say, oh, you've eaten too much hot food. And so in Chinese medicine, the concept of hot and cold food is not the temperature of the food, but rather each food has hot or cold properties that affect the body's energy when consumed. But of course, as a child, this sounded crazy, especially because it wasn't taught in school. So for a good time, I was like, my parents are just crazy. But then as I got older, I learned more about, you know, things that are from 
Chinese medicine or Chinese traditions and culture and all that stuff. And then it all made sense to me why my parents would say those things because that is the culture that they grew up with. That is the knowledge that they were passed down from their older, you know, from their elders or from other people within that culture. And there's a lot more of these situations that have definitely happened when I was a child that I feel like I didn't understand my parents because I didn't grow up surrounded by a community, a strong community that shared that same culture. So I think as a child, I misunderstood my parents a lot because of that. I feel like as I have gotten older, I appreciate the knowledge and traditions that they bring and I try to understand them from where they're from, well, at the same time, I know that they're trying to understand me as a child that was brought up in a Western society. There are definitely, you know, challenges in that dynamic, but I know we all are trying to just find ways to meet in the middle. So I grew up around the DC area and fortunately it was already a diverse place to begin with and I do remember as the years progressed there were more Asians at school. Even though there was this presence of other Asians around me, I feel as though most of us wanted to fit in and disregard our Asian culture and roots which is you know, sad to think of now, but of course, when you are a child or you're a teen in that environment, all you want to do is fit in. So I spent a good part of my childhood at my uncle's restaurant. So I remember, I think it was like third grade around that time, I somehow found a Chinese course and I begged my parents to <laughs> sign me up because one, I wanted to learn how to write Chinese, but two, I wanted to escape the restaurant for a bit whenever possible. And it was around that time where we started to find a community of Asian Americans. And in the beginning, I did enjoy Chinese school, but then I started to resent it a little. I hated how I had extra homework and tests to study for. I hated how my Sundays were dedicated to Chinese and Chinese school because in the morning I would rush to do whatever homework I didn't get done during the week. I would study for, you know, my tests of new words that we have learned. And then in the you know, afternoon, we would go for Chinese school. And I think Chinese school was like two, three hours or so. And then after that, you come home. And I feel like the day was basically gone. So a part of me wished at that time that I wasn't Chinese. So I didn't have to learn another language. And I really did resent it. I really hated how I begged my parents to sign me up for Chinese school because it all led to me going to Chinese school until the end of high school. What is so funny is I now tutor a child for Chinese and sometimes he would be very tired and he doesn't want to write or study or just practice and I would be like, don't you want to know a different language? And he would just be like, when am I ever going to go to China and when am I ever going to use Chinese? And it's just funny because when I see that, I kind of see myself in him 
because I was like that. I was like, when am I ever going to use Chinese in the future? And it's not until the future comes that you realize just how valuable it is to learn another language and have that skill and how language can really connect you and is a bridge to so many other opportunities and learning about other cultures, but also connecting with other people. That was the mindset that I had at the time once I was a few years into Chinese school, but I've grown from that, especially going to college. I met some of my best friends there and they happen to be Chinese as well. I've never had close school friends growing up that were also Chinese and so I feel like that was one of the reasons why it was so hard for me to connect with people when I was in elementary school because I immigrated from China and I was shy and I just felt like the peers that were around me didn't understand like my background or what I was going through, especially like a child who went to the restaurant every single day. Like who goes to a restaurant every single day after school? I did. And I feel like my peers just never understood. Um, And so when I went to college and met other Chinese Americans who also had that experience, it felt it felt very comfortable being in their presence because there was things that we could relate to in terms of our background, in terms of our parents, um, second language, and just childhood upbringing. Um, it was also this time when I feel like my understanding of Asian heritage and identity started to evolve. It was In college where my friends and I joined different Asian culture clubs. It was through, for example, the Filipino Culture Association that I got to meet other Asians who are interested and proud of their culture and that is where I got to experience and learn more about their culture as well and I actually love and admire how proud Filipinos are about being Filipino. Um, I feel like that is something that all of us should be proud of. We should be proud of where we're from in our background and our culture because that is where our ancestors are from. But when I look back, I really do miss those days where a community of people would gather and celebrate their culture and identity and share it with other people. My family and I took a trip back to China for the first time since we left the country during my junior year of college. We spent a month there and there was sort of a culture shock when we landed, or at least there was a culture shock to me because my whole life I identified as Chinese because in America, I didn't feel fully American. But when I got there, I didn't feel fully Chinese as well. I didn't feel like I fit in fully. And it was also hard to understand some people when they spoke because there's so many dialects and ethnic languages in China um, and each region has their own you know accent so when they spoke mandarin it wasn't the standard beijing mandarin that you would hear sometimes their accents are a little heavy and it would alter some of these words and it was just it like you really had to pay attention in order to fully understand what they were saying and they speak fast as well so at times it was hard to fully understand what they were saying but what is so funny is also when I spoke Mandarin to them there were some people who thought I was from 
the Guangzhou area because my Mandarin sounded like there was this Guangzhou accent. Guangzhou is a province that is next to the province that I'm from and quite a lot of people there actually speak Cantonese. A few weeks ago, my grandfather, one of my grandfather passed away and it hasn't fully hit me yet since, you know, I never really got to see him often and if I did, it was through the phone since he lived in China. But I feel like it's going to hit me when we go back and visit again. Um, and I feel like things are going to feel a little bit different the next time we go and visit. But my biggest wish right now is to be able to take a few months off of work and go to China with my family. I feel like I didn't know what to expect the first time around when I visited. But this time, I feel like I am more prepared especially for just the weather. It is so hot and humid there. I want to explore different cities and regions of the country because they're so different and there's so much that they offer. I want to try different foods and specialties from each region. But I think most importantly, I want to spend as much time with my family there as I can. I would also love to document it because the last time I went, I did record part of the trip and every so often I go back and watch those YouTube videos. Sometimes I do wonder what my life would be if my parents didn't come to the United States and we stayed in China surrounded by our large family there every year and how different holidays could be and what would my life be like if we stayed there. So I want to learn more about my family there and their daily lives, especially my grandparents and I want to experience their cooking. When we went back, my grandma cooked for us and I sat there in the kitchen and my mom told us this is what your grandma would make for us to eat and when I saw my grandma cook one of my favorite dishes that my mom cooks for me I realized this is where my mom got her recipe. I feel like it's those little things that you don't really think about until you are in a different environment and you're able to connect the dots to a bigger picture. Um, so yeah hopefully we can go back soon. But in the meantime, I'll need to practice my Chinese. And I remember my sister and I relied on this like photo translation app to help us translate things. And let me just tell you, because I didn't want to pay for the paid version, I used the free version. It couldn't even translate 80% of the words from Chinese to English. So we were very limited with our options when it came to buying things and ordering food when my parents were not around. One thing I would love to experience is like a major holiday there. Celebrating Lunar New Year in the States is not the same as how they celebrate it in China. So I would love to experience a major holiday with my entire family there and see what everyone does in preparation for the celebration. This is a side thought, but what I'm also really interested in learning more about are other cultures that are mixed Chinese. For example, there's Chinese American, Chinese Cuban, Chinese British, and so forth. And what's so interesting about those different bicultural groups is that they sort of have created their own sub-identity and new traditions within that group. I think it would be fascinating to learn more about it and how one culture has influenced the other, especially 
in their food. I found out that Chinese British food is a little different from Chinese American food. The typical Chinese British food is like fries, chicken balls, and they add curry to their noodles and rice, which is so different from the typical Chinese American takeout order. And of course, all of that is different from actual Chinese food if you were to visit China. I know that there are also dishes within the Chinese Cuban community that have mixed influences, so it would be interesting to learn more about that. Alright, so the biggest challenge for me right now in regards to balancing this bicultural identity is I feel like the Chinese community is there, but there's not a lot of opportunities to practice the language or the culture outside of my home. Perhaps this is just a case-by-case -case situation because if you're living in a city like New York, maybe that's not the case. Or if you're in college and there's international students who you can befriend and share that experience, that wouldn't be an issue as well. Perhaps this is just a me issue where I need to be more proactive and find these opportunities that are in my community. I do want to incorporate more of my Chinese culture in my content, specifically YouTube. I had an idea of filming my parents cooking as a way to document the recipes and the food that they cook and to share it with those who are interested online. But more importantly to me, um, just to have memories to look back on, you guys already know I'm a very sentimental person. I love having memories to look back on, to swift through and stuff. So yeah, I would love to share my Chinese studies as well. Perhaps starting to speak some Chinese in my videos. Perhaps it's a big word right there because I feel like I might get camera shy and I might blank out on what I want to say in Chinese. So I just go back to English. Um, but those are just some thoughts that I had um, and hopefully I'll be able to slowly incorporate them into my videos. I've watched YouTube since elementary school and in the beginning there wasn't a lot of Asian creators. Nonetheless, role models that I could look up to in Hollywood that looks like me and so over the years, the numbers have steadily increased, which makes me extremely happy to see that there is representation from our community. What they say is so true about needing representation, especially for little children. You know, there were times where I was young and I felt like I would never be considered pretty or successful in a certain field because of my background and because there wasn't anyone who looked like me that was standing up there for me to look up to. So I think that's why when there is an Asian or Asian American who's made it big time, it makes me so happy and it brings so much hope and pride to me when I see that. I remember it was my senior year of college. I was sitting in my car with my friend and we were just chatting about how graduation was coming up and what we were gonna do after graduation. And I told him like, I just don't know how to get to where I want to be because I haven't seen many people who are like me that make it there and he said like the most simplest thing to me in response but I don't know it just moved me in some ways and till this day I still remember that moment so clearly. 
But what he said was maybe you're meant to create the path for others to follow. And so I hope whatever my future brings, whatever success and endeavors lies up ahead, I really do hope I become the role model my younger self needed to see. Like I mentioned before, even though Chinese holidays and traditions are more toned down here than if I were to celebrate in China, I try to be more active in learning about holidays, the history, and the reason certain foods are made during certain holidays. You know, as a kid, it was more, oh, this holiday is coming up and that means my mom is going to make this dish or that dish. And now as an adult, I want to be more proactive in knowing the history or the meaning so that I can connect with my parents during those holidays that they remember. But I also want to be able to teach my future kids about it and where their family is from. So I hope when that day comes, my Chinese friends and I can make food, tell stories, and celebrate our traditions together with our kids. And I also want to have that knowledge so that I am able to share it with my other friends who aren't Chinese as well. Sharing culture with your friends and people is such a beautiful way to connect with others. And I always appreciate when my friends teach me about their own culture and you know the history or the significance or the meaning of things. Because when you learn about other cultures, Sometimes you realize that there are similarities and it just bonds us more closer together. All right, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great, wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hello 20s. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on social media. The links are in the show notes, so you're only one click away. I hope to see you there and I'll talk to you guys in my next episode.